0: Com.
1: The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Rolene Marks, a very, very good morning to you. How are you?
0: Good morning. You know, I'm fired up listening to Golani Shemi. A that, way huh? to start the morning. And uh, you know, my husband said something to me very, uh, very wise this morning, as he invariably does. He said, you know, our, our army is is so special. He says, even if you don't know any of our soldiers, he says, you know them. You see them singing. You see them carry. You see the, the way they conduct themselves. He says, even if you don't know anyone, you know our army because they, they are tsahal uh, Sheli, Golani Sheli. You know, they they belong to, to, to us as individuals and Golani Shelanu, Tzahal Shelanu to all of us.
1: Right, so absolutely right. So, Roline, it's uh, it's it's been a week, but let's just start right at the end. There's a lot of conversation happening around hostages. They've identified two hostages for release I thought maybe that would happen. It hasn't happened yet. There's clearly a, an incredible amount going on behind the scenes in terms of negotiating the, the, the hostage release. What is the latest?
0: I think we have to be very careful to, to speculate with release of hostages, uh, understand that we're dealing with Palestinian Islamic Jihad and Hamas who play uh, horrific psychological warfare, so it is a very, very sensitive uh, military situation, and more than that, we don't know, I don't think the government is going to, to tell us or let us in on it, so I think I'm until we actually see the physical release of any of the hostages, let's not speculate that, uh, uh you know, who's going to be released or, or, or what. And, uh, I know that the families are asking people, please do not share video footage of hostages because this is a psychological, uh, warfare game that terror organizations are playing with us. So please, we have to be very cognizant of that. And, and, and again, and we spoke about it earlier this week to, to great frustration. And and we're going to speak about it again. None of us will know what's happening on the ground uh, or or anything with regards to the hostages unless it is announced by the IDF or the government themselves. So, please, any WhatsApps, any speculation, please put that aside.
1: Yeah, and I think that's obviously absolutely vital. So that's the situation with the hostages. What do we know about what's happening in Gaza?
0: Well, quite extraordinary Elon levy he, and he really deserves a round of applause he 's absolutely phenomenal. He is the government spokesperson he announced last night on Channel Four in, in, in the United Kingdom uh, because we face this onslaught of what about uh, civilian casualties from uh, from Gaza, what about the children? I just want to remind everybody that Israel has children too. Uh, some of them are being held hostage in the Gaza Strip, uh, and uh, you know Israel is doing everything in our power to ensure and mitigate as many civilian hostage uh, uh, civilian casualties. As possible, we also have to remember that those numbers those stats are given to us via the Palestinian Health Ministry, uh, dictated to by Hamas. They do not draw any distinction between combatants and civilians. but what we have done, because we know that Hamas and other terror organisations embed themselves within the civilian population as human shields, is the IDF have become the first army in history to open up a human shield hotline. That is for Palestinians in Gaza uh, who are frightened, who are scared to contact the army. Let them know what's happening. And for families around the world uh, to contact the IDF and say, I am afraid my family may be used as a human shield uh, by Hamas terrorists. And, and, and I also want to reiterate for people that are listening, Israelis do care about Palestinian children. We, we, we sincerely do. And as I said yesterday, uh, you have to have no soul if you're not concerned about the effects of war uh, on uh, Palestinian children. But remember that we did not stop this war. We, we we did not want this war. This war was forced upon us. And Israelis, and I, and I cannot stress this enough, care about Palestinian children, not just in times of war, but in times where their homes, their bedrooms, as we saw yesterday when the IDF published uh, photos, their schools, as we saw footage, but journalists embedded uh, with the IDF in, in Gaza are turned into uh, tunnels or weapons-launching uh, uh, facilities. We care about them then. We care about them at summer camp when they are taught to become guerrilla uh, fighters instead of learning uh, arts and crafts and singing uh, Kumbaya. And I don't say that uh, sarcastically. Uh, we care about their education material in schools and watch that what they watch on TV and how they are robbed of a future. So for anybody who's out there saying that Israelis don't care about Palestinian children, we care immensely and not just in times of war.
1: Absolutely. It's, uh, it's, it's just incredible. We saw quite a, what I thought was quite an alarming incident yesterday down in a LUT where school was in fact bombed. And I didn't actually repeat it because I wasn't sure what the circumstances were. Even when it happened, thankfully none of the kids were, were hurt. But, but even when it happened, it seemed to be unclear as to what the cause where this where this came from uh, what is the story there
0: well the story and again i really appeal to people to be aware of whatsapp groups that don't credit any news sources and you know the one i'm talking about uh that uh, aren't journalists aren't living here in Israel and, and speculators as to what happens before the IDF have a chance to put out a statement. What we know is that a UAV, an unarmed or unmanned aerial vehicle, crashed into a, a, a school and caused a, an explosion and lightly injured six people. One of them was uh, for for high levels of anxiety. Uh, and just to be to be cautious, the IDF take. The time to investigate, make sure we get all the facts on the ground, uh, where it's fired from, uh, what actually happened, any injuries, uh, and we'll announce it accordingly. Uh, the RDF did respond using our uh, arrow systems, uh, which, of course, for, for you know, for military aficionados, caused a lot of excitement. Uh, but yes, uh, this uh, UAV or drone uh we don't know where it came from it is believed that it could have come from syria uh it 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 crashed and uh it it caused a yeah, a blast so, and, so and some injuries i'm just confused
1: about that that's what I, that's why i was a bit uh, perplexed syria's north this is very far south
0: well, the IDF have uh, struck targets in Syria in response yeah, to the I saw attack. That.
1: That, that's what it just, the, it was just such a strange, it was so strange for me to see that because, uh, you know, I would have thought Yemen, maybe Jordan, but, but Syria, it just seems geographically uh, a strange place to have sent that from.
0: However, the IDF did announce this morning that they are able to confirm that the drone had originated from Syria. Amazing. And and that the IDF had struck the organization, they say, uh, that launched it in response. So, uh, you know… They haven't made public who that yeah. organization so that's why it is. Was,
1: it was a, there's just something about the story that stopped me from repeating it, uh, just because some, somehow it's not all coming together very, very clearly for me at all, the story. And I don't know, I don't know what it is. There's just some inconsistencies. And, and, and maybe I could see it by the way it's being reported, that it's just not clear. Uh, there's just no clarity on it. Yet.
0: And, I, and I think we have to understand that we are in a state war, of war. We're yeah, not going to yeah. get that that clarity that, that we expect, which is why, I, and again, uh, I stress again, please be very careful of WhatsApp groups yeah, that share and, news yeah, that's, that's so not accredited. With no sources, with lots of speculation, by people who are not accredited journalists. Well, and I'm you gonna, know, uh, and again, you know the one I'm talking about.
1: I think we need to take it one step further and we need to, you know, we live in a world where we think we're actually entitled to know absolutely everything. We want to know everything and actually we don't. Actually, we don't need to know everything, and because if we know it, then maybe our enemies know it too. So maybe we just have to be respectful of the fact and mindful and appreciative of the fact that we actually shouldn't be knowing everything. And that's why now when we know that there are no cell phones in Gaza with the whole IDF there, nobody actually knows what's going on. You know, if we don't, it means our enemies don't either, and I think that's probably quite a healthy thing.
0: I couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah,
1: you know, this is not entitled. We th- feel entitled.
0: We feel entitled. This is not social media. Who knows better? Mm-hmm. Our let's mm-hmm. all be an armchair journalist and break the news. Mm-hmm. This is war. This is very, very real, and it has very, very real uh, ramifications uh, for for those of us uh, that are living here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So let's you know, uh, let's adopt the um, uh, let's adopt the saying: "No news is good news." The IDF will let you know what you need to know.
1: Yeah, the other, of course, massive story, and and I still also one that I'm battling to get my head around is the is was the information that was released yesterday that there was, and we are going to be talking to Honest Reporting later this morning, but that there were freelance photographers or photographers associated with CNN. I think it was Reuters, uh, Associated Press. They were there with the. Hamasniks carrying out these atrocious brutal attacks and and I can't quite get my mind around that either
0: well, it, it's just, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. And honest reporting, and be very careful not to use the word embedded. You know, when we go into to conflict, as we've seen, we've got uh, the phenomenal Trey Yast from Fox News. We've got several other journalists <clears throat> embedded with the IDF, uh, you know, there under the full understanding of, of, of what the risks are. But here, we had something completely opposite. We had uh, freelance journalists from CNN who've severed ties, ta- uh, Reuters associates, press uh, and the New York Times, who who naturally have absolutely flat out denied it, uh, that were with the terrorists on uh, the 7th of October. And how do we know this? Uh, Because we've got the Facebook um, pictures from one of the the freelancers that has freelanced for CNN, uh, a photograph of his hand with a grenade in it. Pictures are, you know, coming from from the attacks. Uh, this particular photojournalist, a picture of him with a big kiss on his cheek from Yehi uh, Sinoua, who is the most wanted man in Israel, as the uh, as the government have labelled him, he is a dead man walking. Uh, and it begs the question: uh, Did they know what was going to happen? And very importantly, did their employers know? what was going to happen and and allowed them to be there to capture the events as they unfolded. So the uh, government press office here, uh, which is where all of us journalists are are accredited to, uh, have demanded an investigation and – Uh, The uh, leader of the National Unity Party, Benny Gantz, went a step further. He said that in his opinion, any journalists, any photographers that embed themselves or or, or are with uh, terrorists are the same as terrorists and should be punished accordingly.
1: Which is also quite a, quite a hectic statement that they will be, that they'll be basically eliminated along with the terrorists. And, and, and perhaps they should. There was one photo of a photojournalist riding on a motorbike holding, holding a grenade. Well, yeah, that's
0: the CNN journalist. Yep, that's the CNN yep. journalist, and there have been uh, officials in the government who've said they need to be added to uh, to Israel's kill list because if you're photographing yourself holding a grenade, uh, and I don't think the Hamas terrorists said, "Hey, just hold this grenade yeah, hold here this for me for, me for me a while I my
1: shoes. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think, uh,
0: so. I, I don't think that happened, but uh, uh, they have said add them to the kill list.
1: Very, very, very scary, and there 's so much coming out of here because it 's turning our world upside down. You know we talked about we 've been uh, attacked for uh, journalists dying in, in in these areas. We are attacked because hospitals and schools aren 't targets, but as these things every every single Holy respected icon, ambulances, hospitals, schools, um, mosques, and journalists, all included in that, we've seen a perverted subversion of that protection, and, and in fact, a use of that by Hamas and somehow it's it's not seen yet, but maybe slowly, slowly it will be. and Marks, thank you for an incredible week of reporting. Wishing you a Shabbat Shalom. Just go and breathe, 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 and breathe, and we'll speak to you on Monday morning.
0: That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands.
1: Hi, it's Barry Cohn from the Blue Agency. Israel is currently facing one of its biggest challenges ever. All of Klal Israel is praying for the safety of our soldiers and the return of the hostages. We hope and pray that our soldiers and security forces will prevail and that they will all return home speedily and triumphant. We hold the hands of our clients and friends who have children serving in Sahel, who are protecting Israel and Jews around the world. May Hashem protect us all. See